0: Well, good morning. Uh, several of you asked about uh, Kate. Uh, she, uh, she has surgery on Wednesday. Um, and uh, the doctor said everything went great. Uh, they, they, uh, no, no surprises. Everything as expected. They said uh, she should have a full recovery. Um, but uh, she is sleeping through her alarm, so she's not taking all the pain medicine that she's supposed to be taking. So uh, she's a bit sore in the morning. Um, She's very restricted in what she can do. She can't lift over five pounds for uh, the next few weeks and makes it hard with the baby that always wants to be picked up. So um, she, uh, she couldn't be here today. But uh, keep her in your prayers. Um, Eugene uh, really enjoyed being here on Wednesday. Uh, he said you all had a great conversation and um, a good study time. Uh, yesterday, I went down to the house in Pineville Uh, to do some uh, studying and and finish up uh, the sermon. And uh, it was beautiful out yesterday. Just perfect weather, not a whole lot of wind, wasn't too hot, not too cold, just sitting on the front porch just enjoying God's creation. And um, so I finished up a little early and I said, you know what, I'm going to the lake. So I took my kayak and my fishing poles and went down to the lake and I was on the lake for about four hours. And while all that was going on, 20 people were murdered in uh, Texas, El Paso, Texas, at a, at a Walmart. And um, I think t- they said 26 others were wounded. And then uh, I got off the lake about 9 o'clock and went home and uh, had some dinner. And I got in bed and I'm watching my, my favorite TV show, is Deadliest Catch. It's a, uh, a show about crab fishermen and uh while I'm enjoying that show nine other people were murdered in uh Dayton, Ohio uh and including the uh the shooter and it just makes you think how short life can be you know we, we take all this time especially me I, I didn't come to the Lord until I was 35 but you know we, we look at how quickly life can be over when you don't expect it it's just it's something that can end in a heartbeat. It's something that our loved ones, our friends, our family, their lives can be over. And, and and I just wonder how we would feel if we know they died without us sharing the gospel with them. Um, you know, 29 families are just shattered today uh, because of what happened yesterday. But um, I thought we should start off in, in prayer for them. Lord... We are grateful for another day. Uh, that, that is not a luxury everyone uh, was given. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would be with the families of those that were um, senselessly killed yesterday, Lord. Um, I, we don't know why these things happen, but we do know that, that, that all things work for the glory of you. And, and we know that something will come out of this, Lord, and we just pray that... Um, through 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 healing and through bonding it, it would draw people closer to you lord I pray that you 'll be with the families and 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 strengthen them and and, and just help them through this time of, of struggle and sadness and, and, and um, I just pray that through this that they would they would draw close to you and and, and find the uh, comfort in your love and it 's in jesus' name we pray amen. Um, so keep, remember to keep them in your prayers. That, that, that's going to be something that I, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. Something so simple as just going to a Walmart like we do every week. And something so terrible, tragic happening. Um, it, it's it's hard to think about, especially when we're doing all the things that, uh, that you know, God's created such a beautiful... Um, earth for us to share joy and enjoy and and people uh made in his image that we were to love and and, and you know share with and, and things like this happen and it, it's sad for everyone um it's, it's kind of a hard transition into the the, the sermon this morning uh but a couple weeks ago my my father w- was here uh he came to visit and uh, had a good time with the girls and um When he was here, he gave me something called an Echo Dot. I don't know if you know what this is. It's like a little speaker. And you just ask this thing questions, and it tells you the answer. Its name is Alexa. So you say, Alexa, uh, what's the time in Egypt? And it will tell you what time it is. Uh, Or Alexa, what's the the weather like in Reno, Nevada? And it will just tell you what the, it's amazing, this technology. How deep is the Grand Canyon? And she'll just tell you what it is. Um, So we were playing around with it, uh, me and Charlotte, and um, she's discovered that if you say, Alexa, play Baby Shark, it will play Baby Shark. So uh, that's been its most uh, requested uh, (laughs) question, play Baby Shark. So it's played it over and over. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to put together like a playlist of songs for me, some songs that, that, that I enjoy listening to. Um, so I, I put together, Oh Happy Day. I, I, I love the just the upbeat uh, song. Um, I surrender all, peace in the valley, soon and very soon, we are... G- I'm not going to sing, not my day for a special. Uh, touch the hem of his garment, which I hadn't heard before, but I love. If you get a chance, uh, it, it's by the Soul Stirs, and it's amazing. Um, I'd rather have Jesus, I have the Loretta Lynn version when, when I asked to, to play. Uh, but there's a song that I especially like, and it was sung, it was written and sung by a man named Andre Crouch, and, and the song is called My Tribute. Not everyone, you may not recognize the, the title of the song, but everybody knows the song. Uh, it goes, and I'm not going to sing it, but I'll, I'll say it for you, and you'll, you'll know it. How can I say thanks for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. I I love that song. Um, it just it just speaks to me because he 's asking a question how, how how do how do I give thanks to you so such, uh, uh, such a superior being that has everything how, how, how can I give anything back to you and when he was asked the question you know what what was the inspiration for this song, he said that it was psalm one sixteen and andre Krauss wasn 't the only uh, songwriter to be inspired by uh, Psalm 116. Uh, on hymnary.org, it lists 167 songs and hymns that were directly influenced by Psalm 116. And this is because Psalm 116 actually answers the question, how do I say thanks? So if you could turn to Psalm 116. Page 899 of my Bible. (sighs) Psalm 116. Once you find it, if you're physically able, I'd ask that you would stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to be going through verse 14. Psalm 16, 1 through 14. 116. 116. Verse 1. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous; yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. With thee for thou hast delivered my soul from death mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore, have I spoken. I was gratefully afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this hymn. Lord, I I just pray that through all of your many blessings, many of us look for ways to to give back to you. It it, it is so difficult for us, but really the answer is simple. Lord, I pray that you will impress on our hearts today how we can reach back, how we can give back to you, how we can please you, Lord, and how we can give thanks for all the things that you've done in our lives. Uh, Impress us on our hearts. Speak to us today, Lord, as your servants are listening. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You may be seated. So the psalmist starts out this psalm. And by the way... uh, we, we don't, I couldn't find where it listed the, the writer of the psalm. I know oftentimes we, 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 when we think of psalms, we automatically think of David, but David didn't write all the psalms. Uh, and this one, it, it, I couldn't find an author for. It could have been David. There, there are so, psalms that we don't know if David wrote that, that he did write. Uh, but we don't know 100%. So this psalmist starts off by saying, I love the Lord. And this is something that every believer should be able to say. And we should be saying it regularly. If you can't say you love the Lord, then he hasn't done a work in your heart. Not only should you be able to say that you love him, but you should be able to give a reason why. If your spouse or family member asks you if you love them, you ought to be able to say yes and then give a reason And if you don't, you're probably going to be sleeping in the doghouse. I know I would be. You love people for a reason. It's something about them that's who they are, but it's how it affects your life and and how the feelings that you have for them. And you need to be able to share with them why it is you love them. Same with the Lord. And he's going to tell us here why he loves the Lord. So why does the psalmist love the Lord? Very next verse it says, or the same verse says, because he hath heard my voice. He hath heard my voice. He's saying, the reason I love God is because when I pray, he hears me. When I speak to him, I know that he hears what I say. And what a gift that is for us. Knowing that anytime we pray, God hears us. No matter how loud you shout or how soft, your heart speaks to him, he hears. He hears us. And how do we know God hears us? Because he answers prayers. And don't get me wrong, he doesn't say yes to every prayer. No is an answer as well. But knowing that he loves you and only has the best intentions for you should give you comfort in knowing that a no is in the long run, is going to be what is best for you. And oftentimes, it's better than a yes. Have you ever prayed for something that you just knew would make your life better somehow, and it didn't come about? Maybe you wanted uh, to, to, to mend a relationship with a loved one, and it didn't happen, God said no. Well, that's because God knows that you didn't need that person in your life. That there was something about that person that was going to lead you down a wrong path. God keeps people out of our lives for a reason. There's a a saying that uh, um, everyone in your life has either been let in uh, by God or by you. And and sometimes it can be hard determining which are the ones that that were ordained by God to be in your life and which are the jokers that you just let in. right? So... um, so maybe he didn't uh, mend that relationship because he didn't want that person leading you astray. Um, maybe you asked for a job that made more money. There's a reason that I, that I'm not six foot ten in the NBA, or there's a reason I can't throw a hundred mile an hour fastball is because God knows, God knows what would happen to me if I had that kind of money. It, bad things would happen. I, I couldn't handle it, so God did not put me in that position. So we know he hears us because he answers prayers. He answers our prayers. But how else do we know he hears us? Look look how the the psalmist finished this verse. It says, uh, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Do you know what supplications are? It means begging. It it, it means a petition. It means just pleading. Pleading. To God. He, it, it's it's like um, the psalmist is saying that when he's in that place that, that's so bad and so dark and just so hopeless, and that the only thing that he can do is get on his knees and just say, "God, help me." He doesn't even know what to pray for. All he can say is, "Help." God hears that, and God knows what he needs in his life. God hears. And he knows what we need. Verse 2. Um, it, it's made me think of... uh anybody ever seen the, the movie Bruce Almighty? It was years ago. It was a comedy that had uh, Jim Carrey in it. And uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of movies that you <laughs> you'd want to see. But uh, this one, he played a, a, a character who... He was upset with God. He was blaming God for the bad things that was happening in his life. And um, he happens to have a, 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 an encounter with God. And God basically, this is a comedy, by the way. God says to him, um, well, if you think it's so easy, why don't you try it? So God gives him his powers for, for a, a period of time. And, and, and uh, Jim Carrey wakes up and he hears all these voices. And he can't make it out. There's just so many coming at him. It's it's prayers. He's hearing prayers. And he can't understand them. He can't hear them. It's just too much for him. So he figures out how to, uh, to make them emails. So he can just read the prayers later. And as he's reading all these prayers, he can't get through them all. So he just replies to all of them, yes. And what happens when he replies yes to all these prayers is everyone in New York City won the New York City lottery so what should have been a hundred million dollars everybody got like eight bucks and uh, it, it, it was a comedy but, but then the, the character playing God came to him and said it's, it's not so easy is it um, and it, 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 try and imagine God hearing millions of prayers just coming at him one after another and yet in verse 2 the psalmist says Another reason that I love him is because he hath inclined his ear unto me. That's how God deals with our prayers. You know how you can tell when somebody really cares about what you're saying? They'll lean in. When they really want to hear what you have to say, when they don't want to miss anything and you're having a conversation... They'll, they'll lean forward. They make eye contact. They, they get a little bit closer to you so as they don't miss anything. And we serve a God that cares what we have to say. He doesn't miss a word that his children say because when we pray, he leans in. The psalmist is saying, I love him because he cares. He inclines his ear. He leans in to me. Then he says, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. How comforting is that? To know that no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter how long you live, no matter how bad you mess up, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be there for as long as you live. People in your life that, that, that you rely on, that you trust in, they're going to come and go. But God is always there. He will always be there. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Verses 3 and 4. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. This guy was in a bad way. The sorrows of death compassed me. He's feeling the pains of hell, and he found trouble and sorrow. But then finally, as we'll see, God delivers him. You know, when you think about being delivered from hell, it's hard to truly be as appreciative of that as we should be, because we know very little about hell. We we don't know what that experience is. Is like the Bible uh, tells us a little bit about it, but just hearing something is not the same as experiencing it. And so, when we we know that we're delivered from it, we know we don't have to go there, but we don't truly grasp what that means for us. But this is what gets me. At the end of verse three, he says. I found trouble and sorrow. Where do we find troubles and sorrow? We find them here. We find them on, on earth. You should be grateful God delivered you from an eternal hell. But even though you, even though you don't understand it, you, you should be grateful for that. But you should be really grateful that he delivered you from what was a hell that you were living here On Earth, I know this part of the Psalm that not everybody uh, gets. Not everybody uh, needs this Psalm. Like some of us, some of you were uh, living righteous since the day you were able to walk. Some of you have been saved since the day you were able to talk. But there are some people who have lived a living hell. They've lived in uh, situations, they've done things, they've been places, they've seen things. They've lived a life that just had no, no, they lived a life that had no life. It was just destruction. It was just death. It was just darkness. It was going nowhere. But God delivered us. He delivers us from that hell. Have you ever seen a, um, a drug addict or an alcoholic, and they look so bad, and you said, this might be the last time I ever see this person. Because they, they're just they're knocking on death's door. They, they just look terrible. But then they find Jesus, and you see him a couple years later, and you don't even recognize them. That's because God has got a hold of them. God has cleaned them up. God washed behind their ears. God has restored them. He has delivered them from that hell that they were living here on earth. He's been delivered from it. God rescues you. It's like I talked a little bit about last week um, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's like God pulled them, pulls us out of that hell that we're living in and and he cleans us up so good, you can't even smell the smoke of the hell that we were living in on our clothes. You can't even recognize the, the the life that they were living at one point. So yes, God rescued you from an eternal hell, but He also rescued you from a life that was sending you there. Verse six says, "The Lord preserveth the simple." I was brought low. And he helped me. The Lord preserveth the simple. The Hebrew word for preserveth is shamar. And it means to put a hedge around. We talked about this when we talked about Job. Remember, uh, the the devil said to Job, I I would love to take a shot at Job, but you put a hedge around him and and I just can't get to him. It it means the the, the literal translation means to to put a hedge around. Around. And the Hebrew word for simple is pethy or pethe. Um, and this means silly or foolish, a fool. So, where it says the Lord preserveth the simple is basically a nice way of saying God protects the stupid. And if, if that doesn't mean anything to you, it means a whole lot to me. It's something I'm grateful for. You see, I, I, I wasn't saved until I was 35. I was 35 years old when I finally gave my heart and life to Christ. You know, I was late to the party. A little slow, they, 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 you might say. But God had plans for me and he kept his hand upon me even when I didn't turn to him. He kept me safe when I was putting myself in danger. He protected me during my my stupid years, as I I would call them. But even today as believers in Christ, we're still foolish, right? How how often do do we come across problems in our lives that instead of going to him first, we try and fix them on our own? That's being foolish. That's being simple-minded. Trying to do things on our own but he is patient with us, and he protects us until we realize our error, until we realize where we're going wrong, until we realize that we're being foolish, and we turn our attention back to him. Then take a look at what he says in verse seven: "Return unto thy rest, O my soul." So this sounds like a man that knew the Lord at some point. And then had fallen away, but is now coming back to him. Through poor decisions, Whatever, look, return. So he was there before. Return unto thy rest, O my soul. He knows the feeling of rest that God can give your soul. But because of these decisions that he made, and these troubles and sorrows that he went through in life, they were self-inflicted. Now he's coming back to the Lord. He's realizing that he was being dumb. He was not being smart. He was being simple. And God still protected him all through that time. And now he's turning back to God. And he said, finally, now my soul can be at rest again. I love that. No matter how far you fall away, you can always come back to God. God is merciful. (sighs) I'm sorry, I get a little worked up. Um, And if you don't know that feeling of of, of a restful soul, you need to turn to God. He's he's the only one that can give you that that inner peace about you. So as great as God is to us, Andre Crouch asked the question, how do we give thanks to him? In this psalm, the psalmist, Uh, gives us three ways, isn't that convenient? He gives us three ways uh, in the scriptures, verses 12 through 14, that can help us give back to the Lord. Verse 12 says, he asked the same question as Andre Crouch. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Here are the three things. Number one, take the cup of salvation. I will take the cup of salvation. Have you ever been to a, a potluck? Um, and somebody, you know, when you walk down the line at, at a potluck, you'll see chicken and, and pizza and, and baked beans and cake and pies and, and all the stuff that, that, that tastes so good. But there's always somebody that brings something healthy. And as you walk by, nobody touches that dish, right? Even when you get up for your your seconds and thirds, you keep walking by that dish, and there's nobody has taken anything from it. But it, I, I don't know why, and then I start feeling bad for that person, right? Because somebody 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 even made that dish. It's, it's probably got like mushrooms and green stuff. I don't eat a whole lot of healthy food, so I don't know what it might look like, but. It's healthy. It's good for you. Now, this person that that made that dish, they spent time in preparing it, right? They, They wanted you to enjoy something that would be good for you. And it breaks their heart to see people every time, just time after time, just pass it by without even giving it a second look. God has put time and effort into preparing something for you that is so good. It will save your soul. And it breaks his heart every time someone walks by it without even giving it a chance. God has sent his son. He, he has prepared us something so wonderful, so healthy. So, so he's giving us life. And we just pass it by. That breaks his heart. As much as I, I worry about the person that brought that healthy dish, and I just feel for them. Imagine, how this is infinitely harder on God. It's infinitely harder on God. So how can you show him thanks for all that he's done except his gift of salvation? He says, I will Take the cup of salvation. That's how I'm going to thank the Lord. What's the second thing he was going to do? He says, um, I will call upon the name of the Lord. So we talked earlier uh, about God um, hearing the psalmist and answering the prayers and delivering him from the troubles and sorrows that he brought upon himself. So how is he going to give thanks for that? He said, he heard all my prayers, and he answered all my prayers, either yes or no, and he delivered me because of my prayers. So how am I going to say thanks? I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on asking him. He's not going to forget what God has done for him. How many of y'all have ever said a prayer like this? Lord, if you get me out of this one, <laughs> I promise I'll start coming to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. I'll start reading my Bible. We've all prayed that prayer. And when God answers that prayer, what happens two Sundays later? We're sleeping in. We're laying on like, "Ah, I don't quite feel well enough to go to church today. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I didn't get very good sleep. That's what happens. We we saw a little bit of that uh, in in our Wednesday Bible study. When when, um, the the Pharaoh, he, he, he said, Moses. Tell God to, to we, we, we're going over all, all of the plagues. And I forget which plague, it might have been the the, the, the frogs? I can't remember which plague it was. I, I should have looked that up before. I, but he said, oh, okay, take, take that plague away. Tell God to take that plague away, and I'll let his people go. So Moses prays to God, God takes that plague away, and what does the Pharaoh do? Well, now everything's good. That plague's gone, your people aren't going. He changed his mind. Already forgot about how bad it was when when the plague was there. But once God lifted it, once God made everything better, he forgot about that and said, nope, you're not going. Very similar. We need to remember all the things that God has done for us and thank him for them. You want to thank God for what he's done in your life, don't forget what he's done. Continue to go to him. In verse 17, the psalm says, that he will give the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So when he goes to the Lord, he says, I'm going to give him the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Did you know you can go to the Lord uh, with more than just your wants and needs? We we can go to him with thanksgiving. We we, we can thank him for all the, the, the good things in our life that blesses us. We can also thank him for all the bad things in our life that grows us. We need to thank him for all that we have in this life, good and bad. Because we know that whatever we have is from him and is meant to grow us and make us better. So if you want to show God how thankful you are for him, accept his gift of salvation and call upon his name often. And the third thing it tells us here in verse 14. The psalmist says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. What is he saying? I will pay my vows. Vows are promises. So the psalmist is saying that I'm going, all those promises that I made to God, I'm going to pay them. I'm going to do everything I said that I was going to do for God, I'm going to do those things. And when does he say he's going to do them? Now. I will pay my vows to the Lord now. Right away. He's not waiting. And where does he say he's going to pay these vows? Right here, at the end of verse 14. In the presence of all his people. His people. His children. Where? Right here. In his house. Surrounded by his children is where you should pay your vows to God. So what does that look like? First, you need to be here. You need to be in his house. It's not, it's not only good for your soul to be here, but it's good for the souls of, uh, uh, of other believers. It, it, it's good to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It just, it just fills me up. I, I don't know about you. It, it, feel, it does something to my soul. It just makes me happy to be around other believers. You may be saying, "Well, he sounds like every other preacher that just wants to grow the church." Well, i i don't I don't benefit anything from growing the church. I don't get anything out of the growing the church other than it, it just makes my heart happy because I know that growing the church means that God's happy, right? God's happy with us. God's happy seeing people in His house. That that's what makes me happy. Uh, that, that's the reason that we pray uh, to, for him to, to grow us, to bring more people in, just to, to be with other brothers and sisters in Christ and just to, to be a blessing to others. Um, so come to church and bring a friend. Um, the second thing, The second thing we should do when paying our vows to the Lord is share your testimony. You're in God's house surrounded by God's people. If you can't share your testimony here, you're not going to share it anywhere else, right? This is the place to share. it. Around other believers that want to hear your story, want to hear your testimony, hear about how you came to Christ, hear about the things that, that he's done in your life. And if you can't tell it to other believers, then we're not going to be able to share it with the lost. The third thing is we need to absorb the word. So bring your Bibles, the, the Word of God is is, is a gift. And, and if He didn't care about us learning and understanding it, He wouldn't have given it to us in the first place. So so when you come bring your Bible and, and, and read along and underline and and uh, circle things that you want to go back and fact-check on me and all that stuff, it, it's good for you and, and it, it, it's good for me if you can come back and say, hey, I don't think that was right. Um, but I might argue with you because I, I put a lot of time in. Uh, So, fourth, finally, praise him. Audibly praise him in his house. If you hear or feel something that that, that moves you, don't stifle it. It's okay to give an amen or a yes or or God is good. When when you hear something that just strikes you, it's not going to bother me at all. If if anything, it'll be an encouragement to me. Okay, Um, And God wants to hear it. God doesn't want you just sitting on that. He wants other people to know that you've been moved and, and, and that it's okay to, to be in his house and worship him and call upon him and, and, and tell him how good he's been in our lives. So how can you say thanks? Accept his gift of salvation. Be in constant prayer, lifting up his name in thanksgiving. And keep the promises that you made to him. That, that's how... We can show God our thanks. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives. Thank you for delivering us not only from uh, an eternal hell, but thank you for delivering us from a life that was leading nowhere, a a life of darkness, a life of sadness. Lord, it was like being on 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 a hamster wheel, just the same thing day after day, and you delivered us from that, Lord you've given us a reason to live. You've given us happiness and peace on an earth where so many people don't have that. Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength to give back to you in a way that would make you happy. Lord, I just want to just share your words, share your gospel, share my testimony with others. Lord, I just pray that you would help us be a light that would lead others out of darkness and straight to the feet of Jesus. Lord, be with us this week as we go our separate ways and hedge us in, Lord, keep us safe, uh, preserve us, protect us, even when we're uh, not doing right. Lord, we ask all of these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen.